Hey, everybody, it is your boy, Coach G, and my partner in crime, Lauren. What's up, girl? What is up? I am. I always love getting on with you. It's always a brightening part of my day and <laughs> a brightening part of your day, <laughs> brightening part of my day. Well, you know, we this is usually like the part of my day where I'm just like mentally done. You know, we've we're it's an evening we're recording and I I love it because this kind of just re-energizes me and I mean you and I are always kind of on point with that. So I it always gets me excited to be on here with you. Well ditto because you know our pre-show talk yeah. I'm telling you about what my day in the last probably five days has been like for me. So I'm exhausted today but Man, as soon as you hit the record button, you just come alive, you know? So, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So well, this, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, we're, I'm excited for this topic because the first time I heard this, um, the first time I heard this just general subject and the different perspective on it, it kind of, it kind of just threw me off. And I was like, I never thought about it like that. And it it was a little bit of a simple, but big game changer for me. Well, let me just introduce it then, you know, I'm, I'm gonna let Do you it. fit it all out. So, <laughs> you know, Misfits Manage, this is actually episode number four. And what my partner crime is so eloquently speaking, she's excited. The passion is oozing out of her. She's ready to go <laughs> She's on fire. We are talking about labels tonight. We all have them. We're all born with them. And I'm, I'm not going to steal her thunder, but we're talking about labels tonight. And we're really excited to talk about that. And we're even more excited, I think, to talk about next time's topic, but we'll get to that at the end. But we are talking about labels because it's so important. So, Girl, jump right in. Do your thing. All right. Um, I I got this from a different podcast. I don't remember which one it was. I listened to it probably a year, year and a half ago or so. And it was talking about the labels that are placed on us and the labels that we place on ourselves. Um, with that... That could be anything from, hey, you're a boy, I'm a girl. Yeah, okay, right. we know that. Right. Um, ethnicity, um, we we know about all that stuff. Yes, it's a label. Yes, it is kind of a matter of fact that, you know, gender, all that good stuff. But then it started talking about, like, We've talked about um, spirituality and religion on here. Right. Uh, being born into religion. Um, even your name. Have you ever looked up what your name means, Carrie? Did you just ask me that seriously? I did just ask you that. Yes, I've looked up my name. Gary means warrior. Oh. Spear, barrier breaker, one who goes where no one else will go. Soldier of light. That makes so much sense. Right? Ask me what Lee means, my middle name. What is Lee mean, Gary? Regenerator. Oh. 
One no gets knocked down, but always gets back up. So now that's a label. Since we're talking about labels, that's a label. And you mentioned names. For the majority of my life, I've hated. I was angry with my parents. Why did you name me this country bumpkin name, Gary Lee? <laughs> it came from a little small town in southeast Missouri called Sison, Missouri. And they named me Gary Lee. Gary Lee! Gary Lee! Gary Lee! Gary Lee! I got so sick and tired of that. But now in 2015, I took a class and one of my assignments was uh, to do research on my name and declare myself to the class. Now I love my name because yes. it speaks prophetically into my life every single day. Every time my parents called me my name, they spoke prophetically into my life. So it's a power. So labels can be that. good and some, some can be bad. I agree. Well, you know, you know, after I listened to that podcast, what I did. What'd you do? I Googled my own name. There you go. I want to hear it. Victory and wisdom. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, like you know that. what the, you know what the crazy part is that I this kind of brought my name full circle because my mom wanted to name me something else. But my dad didn't like it as a first name. And I don't remember who it was, but they ended up, I think my grandpa saw some, a lady on a soap opera maybe, and they liked her name. And I so <laughs> I ended up being Lauren. And it, it's just kind of one of those things. I looked it up and all of a sudden, like, I, like it was like that moment. And you go from like, yeah, okay, it's my name. It's what my parents gave me in the hospital. And then right. <laughs> it turns into so much more, right? Right, right, right. But all of that to say that it is not, labels are not necessarily, um, like you said, not necessarily good or bad. But it's it's something that sometimes we live up to. Right. Um, and I think it's kind of cool how both of us kind of grew into that, not knowing what it meant necessarily. Well, yeah, I literally stumbled upon that. I yeah. mean, that was 2015. So what, eight years? I've yeah. hated my name. For the majority of my life, I'm 53, but the last eight years, it has is shown me. I I walk that out literally. Yeah. Every yes, day, warrior. I ran a program called Warrior Hoops, and didn't even know that that's what my name meant. My that's mandate so cool. from God that I got in church was to build warriors. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, Lord, build warriors. I can do that, but not knowing that that's exactly what my name meant. What better person to That's build a warrior so cool. than someone whose name is warrior? That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. So not only, y'all, do we get these kind of labels, but Gary and I have talked about this um, a couple of different times as we've done a couple of episodes now, that we we get lots of labels as we grow up. Right. Um I think you were probably called uh, probably either jock or athletic. Right, right. Okay. I I had that too. 
Um, but I got a whole list of other ones here because, and when I, I'm going to read these off real quick. And the one thing I got to say before I do this is that these can be taken as positive or negative, good, bad, whatever you want to call it. But they're all things that when called enough, we start to take on. Right. We attach them to ourselves and make right. them personality. Yeah. Um, they are smart, difficult, athletic, mischievous, weird, loud, emotional, introverted, extroverted, lazy, motivated, driven, powerful, and mean, just to name a few. Sorry, I did that kind of fast, but... Well, you can throw beautiful, ugly in there too, or yeah, beautiful, hot, ugly, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, everything. And some of those are labels that are given to us, um, based on who knows what people see, what kind of day they're having, um, what what they're feeling, their own weaknesses are, all of those things. But the more, like, I I thought about this a lot recently because I call, uh, I call one of my boys, like, my overly ornery kid all the time. You always got him, yeah. And, but I was thinking about that the other day, and I'm like, you know, like, he's, well, I also call him my sour patch kid. Okay. Because he's the most honorable thing. But he's got the biggest heart and he's always going to come up and give you a big old hug and a big old kiss. And he's got a smile that'll melt you. Okay. But I'm like, what happens if I keep calling him Honry and he just eventually says, yeah, I'm Honry. Might as well, you know. Live up well to my that. label. Yeah. Because it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. We attach ourselves as if it's like an, an arm or a leg or an ear or a nose, and we walk yeah. that. So, so what happens based on this lovely podcast and what we'd like to talk about? What <laughs> happens if somebody calls us um, weird, loud, difficult, or different? It's one of those things right, that, I don't know about you, Gary, but we could automatically take that as a diss, as right. somebody totally talking down on us. Well, I think, I love what you're saying. I just think the power comes from the power of choice. There's a negative spin and there's yep. a positive spin. And yep. it, in my viewpoint, it doesn't really matter how it was said to me, I cannot control that. There's no power. I'm yeah. completely powerless in that. I can't control how someone says a thing to me. But what yeah. I have 100% control and thinking about how that empowers me is how I how I receive it. So even if you call me, um, you know, weird, you might mean it in the worst way, but how I accept it and, re and receive it for me, I'm flipping that thing. <laughs> I'm flipping that thing yeah. into a positive. If I can't flip it into a positive, then I'm rejecting it. Yeah. Me. Nope. Nope. Not me. Yep. 
And you know, one of my favorite things to do when I can tell by somebody's tone that they're calling me something and I'm just like, regardless of how you mean, I'm going to take that how I want. And I'm like, well, thanks. Yeah. And I absolutely love that because it catches people off guard and it almost kind of shifts it right there for them of either I am like all accepting and like, yeah, absolutely. Like I'm, I'm weird. Proud of it, babe. That's right. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting to, to do that to people and to be like, yeah, absolutely. I'm weird. hundred percent embrace it. And they're just like, Oh, you didn't take that how I meant. Dang straight, I didn't. No, but real talk, how does that make yeah. you feel when you steal someone else's thunder there? You you literally sucked the, the air out of what they were trying to do and flipped the script on them. What what's that feel like? You know what? It it makes me it doesn't make me feel good in a sense of taking that power away i do like doing that because i don't want to give power to that tone right right but it makes me it makes me really happy in terms of helping helping people to finally get that shift in well, like you can take that as a diss all you want, but no, I'm not giving power to that. I I know who I am. I know what I I know what I stand for and all of those things. And to hopefully give that to them as well. Because I want it it doesn't matter who they are to me. It doesn't matter where they come from. Everybody's got their things, but Everybody, everybody wants to be loved and accepted and every, and if that's what it takes to, if that's what it takes to get somebody to shift that perspective, if that's what it takes for somebody to finally be able to flip that coin and see it a different way, I'm great being that person. Right. It's, for me, it's very empowering. Yeah. Um, it feeds into my emotional intelligence mm -hmm. that I have the power to control my emotions, my responses, my feelings. Yep. And I take full ownership of that. No one else has the power to control that but me. Yeah. So it's so deflating when people come to you with insults or derogatory comments and thoughts that they want to project on you and you just don't receive them or you reverse it on them. Um, yep. There's so much power in that. Heck yeah. Um, so now my my wheels are kind of turning now. So I I want to know kind of <clears throat> well, I know where you stand on this, but um I was watching the news one day and I had a light bulb moment. Okay. I don't know who they were talking about. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it was because I, I it seriously like time stopped for a second because I had like this big old like 
oh my gosh, I've talked about this before, but they were talking about um, groups of people and they, it's the news. So this is just kind of what they do, but they were talking about, um, I mean, they, they're talking about a group of people who did something or was doing something. And all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, they are placing a complete box around who these people are and what they're doing when this one thing does not define it, it's one little piece of them it doesn't define who they are right right as a whole and i drove to work that morning thinking that is like society in general right mm-hmm. it's here's a box here's what you're supposed to be fit in it and and what do we do with boxes we label them to organize them right 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 <clears throat> and i'm sitting there thinking oh things make so much more sense now because everybody's got to get their thoughts everybody's got to get all their people organized but we've made it more than clear we don't fit in a dang box yeah what do you do when you don't fit in a box (laughs) what do you do when you don't fit in a box but everyone's trying to force their force the box around you right and when i had that big old light bulb moment it it really was it was so clear to me because i was like there are so many times where i felt like i was suffocating because i was trying to fit into all the boxes or i was trying to i don't know fit all the boxes around me and i'm like no it needs to be a whole bunch of different odd weird shapes and a little bit of everybody in all of them. But I'm thinking, think about how many boxes this world has and all the people who are just sitting, sitting in them thinking, what now? That's sad. That's a really sad thought. And, as you're ending that, it made me think about what we talked about last week. I think you asked me a question about what is it, how does it make me feel when I'm not allowed to be myself? Yeah. I shocked you with my response, you know, not that you were taking the back or anything. It just, it was raw, real. Yeah. And that would be my guess is that's how people feel. They fall into this deep, dark despair and darkness um, yeah. because they're crying for their inner self, their authentic self to come out and they're bound yeah. by the thoughts and ideals of someone else that they can't even be who they want to be. They're striving to be their God given abilities and gifts and talents and thoughts and ideas. And they're subject to this box and this label. Yep. It's messed up. Well, and that's, it is messed up because when 
we we've kind of expressed the point of all the different things we are all all of it we're a lot of different things but as we mentioned earlier we get those labels put on us and we become them because at some point or another just got put on us so what what labels have you had to take off gary wow <laughs> sorry to spring that on you no you asked me the deep stuff wow <laughs> um i mean there's so many i mean yeah. where i start but i think really my answer has to be um that i feel like i'm now part of this new society society culture uh called cancer culture Ooh. cancel culture where I make make sure I say it right. <laughs> where you can be doing the right things, saying the right things, living the good life, and yeah. you make a mistake in your life, and it goes against that mistake goes against your norm or your character. Yeah, and it's one time. And the new thing in our world is cancel. Yeah. Culture. So that's the label that I would say the greatest and most recent label that I've had to uh, shed myself of because, you know, I this last three, four years, the journey of a warrior, um, I made several mistakes, not just one, but several. I mean, I was the most traumatic time of my life over the last three to four years. And literally those closest to me canceled me. I mean, that's basically what cancel culture is, is now I'm labeled as that, the mistake. And when they see me, that's all they see is the mistake. It's literally erased the entire history of my life. All the good, all the positive, all the support, encouragement, all these great things, accolades, accomplishments, all gone. And you're relegated to that one thing. That's To me, that's the most devastating label that's yeah. out there and it's running rampant in our society now in every area yeah absolutely yeah cancel culture it's ridiculous it is ridiculous so that would be my answer that's okay. the that, that i've worked hard to shed and again going back to being uniquely me and owning my superpower yeah it's just because you labeled me that doesn't mean i have to accept it yep and there was a point in my life in the last six, with really within the last six months that I was, as you were talking about, I was walking in that label. Mm -hmm. I'm a failure. I'm, you know, broken. I'm all these different things. But then there came this epiphany, uh, my moment. And I'm like, no, that's not who I am. I'm not defined by the human mistakes that I made that everybody else makes. Yep. And people can see me that way, feel that way, look at me that way. Doesn't matter. In my superpower, I know I'm not that. Yeah. I've forgiven myself. I know the Lord has forgiven me. I've asked forgiveness of those that I hurt in those mistakes. And I keep it moving. Yeah. And I think that's what you got to do with labels. That yeah. definitely ones that tear you down and yeah. go against who you are. Um, you just can't accept them. You can't receive them. You got to reject yeah. it. So yeah, I hope I answered your question. Yeah. What's your label? 
It's your turn to shed. Um, you flipped the script. <laughs> Coming back at you, girl. I honestly, this may be hard for everybody on here to believe. Um, quiet. I took the label quiet off. I used to be the girl. Into that more. I want to hear this. Yeah. I used to be the girl. And this kind of goes into um, people pleasing and the confidence piece and all of that. Um, I used to be the girl that didn't speak up when I had something to say. I used to be the girl that um, dropped everything to go take care of somebody else, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it was against, it, it didn't, in a way that did not serve me. Okay. Um, I was quiet in a sense that I didn't ask for what I wanted. I didn't, um, I didn't necessarily not speak up for what I stood for and what I believed in. I don't know that I knew those things. And I always had that hesitation. And I was like, I want to say something. I want to speak up. I have an opinion. I've always been opinionated. I just didn't have the confidence in myself or the answer to voice it. So now you have your voice. Yeah. And... It took, it took a, about a two week period of, um, nasty, took a two week period of nasty to bring me out of that. And, uh, kind of, I, it was, it was literally like a God-given moment of like, let me reach my hand down and pull you out of this because I was like, I don't know what else to do. And it was in that that I said, where do I go from here? And that is when I decided that I wanted to actually voice being a speaker. Mm -hmm. It's when I started journaling getting all the anger out of my head. And it's when I started saying, no, I'm going to start taking action to make some of these things happen. And as I started getting all those things out of my head and started, um, one of the things I did, I took a online um, public speaking course just to get my feet wet as a starting point from there, I joined a Toastmasters club and the, the moment of clarity that I had walking into that Toastmasters club and being like, this is it, mm. was like that nervous, excited, terrifying, but like, here we go. You were feeling. empowered and set free. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say I, I took off the, the quiet label of we're not supposed to speak up. We're not supposed to be um, 
loud and voice ourselves. I'm not supposed to speak up and be direct. I'm not supposed to sometimes say the first thing that comes to my mind, whether it's good or bad. Right, right. But yeah, I I took that label off and ran with it. And it, it shocked some people. It's but still that was that people. was the more genuine you, right? The more authentic you. When I it, it and when I let me say this, when I started actually using my voice, I was heck of uncomfortable because I had been submissive to that for so long that it felt really good, but it was also like terrifying. I get that. That makes sense. It felt so good, but I was it was terrifying. And a lot of people close to me were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm talking about what's in my head and I got to get it out. That's right. It's your God-given right. Yeah. But did you notice the creativity that came in your world when that? Because now as you're speaking, your words are manifesting things that come in, in your heart and your mind, your soul, your spirit. So you had to see a tremendous shift in your life. A hundred percent. That when I started doing all of that, honestly, um, that's where my whole uh, go with your gut theme came from, because I was like, no, I'm going to write the book. I'm going to build the website. Um I want to help people. So I started uh, writing some articles for some local magazines. And I mean, that's never been in my path before, but I was just like, no, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure it out. I'm not a IT person. I don't have a past history with uh, computer design, anything. But it was, no. This is this is where I'm going with it. I'll figure it out. And I I'm gonna find all the ways I can to um put out what's in my head because it I went through all this stuff for a reason. It's the same reason, you know, we're on here. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think yeah. my outlet has been like we talked about, has been writing too. Yep. And you know, my transformation uh I'm, it just has been powerful and me too, you know, not having, which, which is crazy. Cause I'm the coach, been a minister. <laughs> you would think this guy has no voice, but yeah. I always did what everybody else wanted me to do. I, I just jumped in the box. I fit in the box the way everybody wanted me to. I accepted yep. labels that were placed yep. on me. And then when I rejected the labels, I'm like, wait a minute, really? I do have some thoughts. I do have some opinion. Yeah. I do have good things to say and, you know, and as that came, empowerment came, truth came, and then release. You got to throw that in there because as you oh, yeah. that negative stuff, then you open up yourself to receive more of the good things or even a better way. I, I like talking about it like this. Those gifts that lie dormant inside of you are yeah. third. You know, there was no yeah. space. They were just kind of stuck. Yeah. And if, if you start speaking your voice and releasing some of that negativity out of your life 
it made way for space for now those things that lie dormant inside of you to be stirred and now moved to the forefront. So like for Yes. me, writing. So Yeah. I'm about to start to write Warrior Word curriculum that Yay! I teach on like a Saturday morning class or, you know, a weekly class and then move that to an online class. You know, Love it. that was birthed out of all of this rejecting labels. That's crazy. Yeah. That's Yeah. crazy. So we're bad out of time. So to wrap this up, I think the biggest point here is you can take the labels off, but you can also put on the ones that you choose to put on new ones and that we started with you, you can wear the ones proudly that serve you. yes come on girl But whether it, it's a point of evaluating what labels have been put on you, what labels are still on you, And what ones need to be peeled off, maybe scraped off? Who knows? right Because sometimes that happens. But, man, I tell you, what would happen, and rhetorical question, but what would happen if everybody took off the labels and reevaluated what needed to go on them and then started living those? Wow. What did you just say that? That just blows my mind. What? I'm just sitting here like thinking of what's the best way to close tonight's show, but you just did it because that's the perfect segue into next week's show, because we're going to talk about exactly that. What she's saying is being the exception. What does it look like to actually be the exception? That person who has shed all the negativity, all the labels that, don't serve you or have purpose in your life, but accept the ones that do. And even go out and search out and find out new ones that are applicable to you. That's what we're going to do a deep dive on next week, you guys, when we join you again for episode five of Misfits Managed. Be the exception. This Be is your, the exception, y'all. yeah, this is your boy, Coach G, and I'm out. Lauren here, out. We love you guys.